Hello and welcome to another episode of Improper Football. My name is Mark. And I'm Biz. And it's still the off-season. It's still the off-season. we got, we got a long way to go before, we got a long way before to go. fantasy kicks off again. That's true, but this week should be the start of some spicy stuff. That, um, yes, absolutely. There's, there's obviously been a lot of talk um, about, you know, various rumours out there of, of things, so... There have been uh, franchise, as the time of this recording, the franchise tag deadline is going to be tomorrow. So we're recording this the Monday beforehand. Uh, we've had a couple of tags, and NFL free agency isn't due to kick off until next week. So that's going to be really, really interesting for that. Uh, but before we get into uh, potential trade offers that have been thrown out there from team to team, yeah. um, or in this case, every single team by one team, <laughs> Uh, and before we get into uh, it's what... It's not a local team, is it? Oh, it's not a local <laughs> team. No, 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 no. Uh, and before we get into what free agency could look like... So this is a last-minute addendum to our improper football episode that we recorded yesterday. Now, I am, I am over the moon to be... Um, I, I was given the honour to introduce this by my esteemed co-host. Why, you may ask, as you've always often he um, heard his voice... Well, as it so happens, today was a very big day in the NFL um, for, for two main reasons. But obviously the big one is Russell Wilson is getting traded to the Denver Broncos. And, you know, my, uh, my esteemed co-host, Mark, I will cede my time to you. He, he obviously has lots to say on this. I mean, I think before, before we get to that, I think... Seattle clearly won this trade. I mean, anytime you get Drew Locke in a trade, I mean, we may as well not even play the season next year. I mean, it's it's, it's Super Bowl. Super Bowl is calling. But but I will say, I'm going to try and put on my my kind of fairness hat. I actually think, I mean, Seattle is getting two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth. Noah Fant is also going to Seattle. He's a very good tight end. I'd, I'd certainly put him in the top end. Obviously, now it's a massive rebuild. But, Mark, over to you. I, I, before, before we get to that, I love how he's wearing, as we speak, his Super Bowl champion uh, Seattle Seahawks shirt. And I, I will also, I realise this, that he's going to the team that he beat in the Super Bowl. Mark, over to you. Take it away. <sighs> Okay, thanks. So anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> so clearly I have a lot of opinions about this. Um, first and foremost, I wanna, I'm, I'm not going to like scream that I'm no longer a Seahawks fan. I'm clearly a Seahawks fan through and through. And we'll get through Good. whatever this rebuild period is, whether or not it takes a couple years, whether or not it takes a half decade or so. I don't know how much longer we're going to hold on to Pete Carroll. He may see what the mess the franchise is for the next year or so and then say, oh, and then just peace out. Um, honestly, I think that if, I think John Schneider, if the next two years of draft picks don't yield any immediate fruitful gains, uh, I think he's gone, uh, because you don't okay. trade away a franchise hall of fame quarterback, uh, for Drew Locke and a bunch of unknown potential. Granted, we got a massive haul, arguably, uh, ar arguably, I think if you're just looking at the value of the trade, I think we won in the value of the trade. Yeah, but I agree. You can never place an actual price tag on having that franchise quarterback. 
Um, the I would say 99% of the country gets what they want. They're going to get Russell Wilson on a new team with uh, with an uh, a, a head coach who was on an offensive-minded scheme before the uh, former quarterbacks coach for Aaron Rodgers, uh, Nate Hackett. Uh, he's going to have three phenomenal wide receiver options. Uh, fourth, if you include uh, Tim Patrick as well. He's got a really, really good young, or I guess youngish left tackle in Garrett Bowles, who's been phenomenal for blindside protection. I'm excited to get Shelby Harris as a, uh, a veteran presence on the defensive line. That's something that we've missed since we lost Brandon Meebane about, I don't know, five years or so ago. We really haven't had that voice. I don't know where Noah Fant fits on our team, quite frankly, um, because he doesn't really? block. What? He, he doesn't block. I Okay. Uh, he's a pass-catching tight end. He's not as bad as Jimmy Grant, but he doesn't fit within what the Pete Carroll system is. So you're uh, saying Pete Carroll wants a tight, a blocking tight end who can catch, and not a receiver type I, tight end. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. That he would nine times out of ten, if he had the choice to be able to pick a Zach Miller with no injuries or a Jimmy Grant, he would take a Zach Miller with no injuries over every single time. Okay, uh, he he wants somebody that can block. Um, so out of the and and of course Drew Locke. I've made this comment to a lot of friends, and I posted this on a number of Seattle Seahawks forums, that any trade in, that involves you getting Drew Locke, you probably lost. I also <laughs> argue that if you ended up getting Drew Locke and you had to get nothing, you probably lost the trade. Um, yeah. For the past couple of years, he's been arguably the most immature quarterback in the entire league. Um, mm. He anti-vax, anti-mask. Uh, he is responsible for the Kendall Hinton... A horrible game. He uh, was he's the one who brought COVID that. into that yes. locker room. Yes. And he was the voice, the oldest at the time, because everybody else was in, within a couple of years of experience. Um, he was the the veteran at two years Leadership in the league. Yeah. yeah, and and he's he's not the guy that you want running the ship. And well, if he's our starting quarterback for next season, prepare to go three and fourteen. Well, I was going to say, I, I mean, there's a couple of points you raised. Uh, let's let's get to the Drew Lock. I mean, I. I don't think Seattle's going to keep Drew Locke, or, or do you? Do you think this is a trade to go, okay, we're going to have this quarterback who's serviceable and we'll – surely they're, they're going to look with these picks. As you said, maybe they get the ninth pick, maybe to take gamble on – well, not gamble on a quarterback, but it's like, okay, well, there might be a, a decent quarterback in the draft. So, okay, well, no, I don't, I don't think I don't think there is. Like, Well, certainly not compared to Russell Wilson, no, there's – this isn't a draft. No, this, this is the, a generational Trevor There just isn't a quarterback in this draft either. No, um, Malik no. Willis is going to be like a three, four year project. Uh, Kenny Pickett, you know, I, I, I root for the kid. I don't want to be the team that has to suffer his lumps for the first few years. Be that whatever you may. Uh, I made the comment to you before. If you go from the quarterback that has the biggest hands in the league, best ball security from that perspective, to the quarterback that will have the smallest hands in the league in Kenny Pickett, you're losing. Right. But you think Drew Locke will be the starting quarterback then for, for Seattle? Um, like, that, <laughs> it's, it's, pain, it's pains you to say this. Say it. <laughs> somebody had mentioned the comment that maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick comes to our team for a year. And honestly, I would say, yeah, I would do that on a heartbeat over Drew Locke. Oh, yeah. He's, he's veteran. 100% he, would do that. Yeah. yeah the absolutely. benefit that having. Um, the only benefit that having a player like Drew Locke on our team can bring is his salary is only one point seven million, which means it's pennies. It's it's right. But do you so, think therefore oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, what you can do with that is you can re-sign or make a gigantic splash in free agency because now we have a bunch of cap room. 
uh, because, and I, I made comments before that I think that we had a $50 million hit against our cap if we traded Russell Wilson. Now, I, I was wrong. That was actually if we traded him last year. Uh, but the cap hit for him, we are actually going to be gaining a substantial uh, bit of our cap. So that was uh, misinformation that I was that I had not self-corrected there before. Okay. Um, okay. So we do have a lot of cap space. We can go out and sign a lot of free agents. And if we're smart and we decide that, hey, we're going to go ahead and we're going to keep Drew Locke for this season, well, we can re-sign DK Metcalf and front-load his contract rather than back-load his contract. Right. Uh, we and can go ahead and go out and make a splash as, as a, for a right tackle or for a guard. Maybe we go ahead and sign Brandon Scherf to be the interior of our line and front-load his contract because we don't have a quarterback on the, boot, on the books. But do you think, we talked about this yesterday, uh, uh, you know, going after maybe Chandler Jones, Von Miller. Do you think this now gives them more reason to go make a splash with on the defensive side of the ball, seeing as their offense may be quite anemic? No. And the reason okay. why I think that that completely changes the argument that I had yesterday is we're not competing for a, competing for a title now. Um, there's no reason to get a Von Miller. There's no reason to get a Chandler Jones. If it was like, hey... I'm going to go get like a Miles Garrett instead. And he's, he's got another five years on both of those guys and I can trade for him. Sure. Or if there's a guy like a Miles Garrett in free agency and I can go get him, I can get that now and I can have him established for the next five, six years. Von Miller and Chandler Jones may not be in the league by the time your team is ready to True. compete. True. And that to me completely changes the necessity of having to go out and get those guys. Okay. So, but what about, let me bring up another point that you talked about that there is now room for that. Maybe they go out and get a veteran backup, like who may be available. Do you think that might be a way to go in on the quarterback side? Like going what? after maybe a serviceable backup. As you said, right, Fitzpatrick, but maybe Jimmy G, again, like, you know. I can't imagine that he's going to, that Jimmy G would go to Seattle. Uh, interdivisional. No, given the rivalry. Yeah, um, yeah I, I can't imagine that would happen. I wouldn't be shocked if we just, re-signed Geno Smith because he's familiar with right. the system. We signed him to like maybe a two-year deal. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be signed if we just cut Drew Locke. I right. wouldn't be signed if he was... I wouldn't be shocked if um, maybe we trade him for a fourth or fifth to a team that might also be looking at Jordan Love for like a fourth pick, right. a fourth-round pick. Uh, and I, I Maybe Carolina goes after him. Maybe we can manage to offload Drew Locke to Washington. I would be terrified if Pete Carroll's looking at Drew Locke and says, oh, he's our guy. I'd be like, oh, gosh. Right. Um, there is so, going to be a lot more that comes out from this whole Russell Wilson yeah. situation. Um, yeah, do you think, I mean, that kind of, that's a good segue into, you know, a point I wanted to bring up was, yeah, like how, I don't want to say how did this happen because I know that there were rumblings last year and and to me, there's a couple of things. It, it's it's sad, it, very sad, because well, you know, Russell Wilson is one of the last kind of, I don't say remnants, but yes, of, of that championship winning team, along with uh, Bobby Wagner. Um, but also, to me, he was kind of he he was the Seattle Seahawks, given that you know the Legion of Boom they all left and gone on to pastures new. He was. He was, or you know, he was that team, or is that team? And I think sometimes you get players in all sports that are synonymous with a team. And I know, particularly in the NFL, you often get you think they're going to retire with that team, and they don't. You know, best example, obviously, most recently, Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay and winning a title. Um, 
Peyton Manning obviously went to Denver, won a title, and was brilliant with Denver for the four years yeah. he was there. And um, you may see that with Russ. He certainly has the capability of being able to right. do that. Right. Um, but, but it's just sort of sad that he didn't finish career as a Seahawk. And I know, like, there's no sentiment with that. But, you know, to me, I, I, I think he could have played at least another five years there. So do you, do you think it was a combination of the, the Pete Carroll ready to move on and saying, okay, we well, didn't, he wasn't that great last year, even though he still was very good, even though the team around him wasn't very good? Or do you think it was more Russell Wilson saying, well, he kind of wanted to leave last year and finally now it was like, okay, uh, let's do it. I think the Seahawks, now that we have hindsight as perspective for mm. the fact that it actually happened and what happened here, mm. I think the Seahawks were waiting to find the right place for him. And we may have mentioned before, uh, actually we did, about how the Washington football team called every single team and essentially the Seahawks said, no, we're not even entertaining this offer. Yeah. And the whole concept, from what I understand, is that they didn't want to trade him in the conference. So right. the Broncos, even though all the reports said that the Broncos were not waiting on Rogers' decision, it's very, very suspicious that the news for Russell Wilson going there happened very shortly after Rogers made his decision. Right. So, but it, the reports are that Denver wanted Russell Wilson all along. Of course over they're going to say Rogers. that. Of course they're going right, to say yeah. that. They made their bed and had to, they have to lie in it. But yeah. the Seahawks and the Broncos were in conversations for the previous couple of weeks. So at the very okay. least, they were putting the, the feelers in place to be able to make this happen. I, I think the best thing that the Seahawks can do, um, if they want to have the best shot for the future, and they want to be able to put themselves in the best shot for like the next five, six years, they can actually start to be competitive again. Um is to be terrible this year is to be absolutely horrendous well wait, wait so you 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 heard it here first are you condoning the t-word tanking um I, it, it's it's not a condone or condemn at this particular point i don't think we have a are choice you, are you oh okay so you, so you I don't are think we have hoping, a choice. are you saying that you are hoping for an owen 17 season certainly not because we are not as bad as the browns or the lions um <laughs> the browns franchise. The Browns, the Browns, the Browns are going to be that. The Browns oh, were an 016 team. Sorry, the I think you meant are... right now. I think you meant no. right now, and I was like, no. oh, okay. So, do I think that we are potentially one of the five worst teams in the league with this trade? 100%. If we yeah. are the, yeah, if we fine. are Drew Locke led, we are the worst team in the league. And it's wow. not even particularly close. So, my first thought was how, I mean, you sent this text, but how amazing is that division? That division is. Not necessarily, well, it probably is the best division in football, but just in terms of talent in the quarterback position, it is just insane. Um, those matches, all those interdivisional matches are just going to be brilliant. I mean, you obviously have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, and now Russell Wilson. Yeah, and um, people I mean, need to not hate on Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. Oh, no, he is. I think, I think he's a very good quarterback. I think. He's a very good quarterback. I think he's certainly now, the just worst on paper, out of the three, but that, that's four, not a, yeah. a low bar. No, no, he's he's a he's a very good top tier quarterback. But I, but you're right. I, out of those four, I would still put him in the in the fourth position because I would yeah. still rather have the other three. But what I wanted to, I mean, do you? I mean, it's a tough division. I mean, will they will they get in the playoffs? I mean, you've got two obviously two teams that were in the playoffs last year. The Chargers, obviously, we all know about that the tied game or whatever. I mean, and I think it's going to be tough. I don't think it necessarily makes the Broncos playoff team just because they've got Russell Wilson. I think they are competitive enough, competitive enough to be in that category. But when you're in a division with 
three other teams that could legitimately make the playoffs. And obviously one team that has yearly aspirations, perennial aspirations of winning it all. And I'm pretty sure Chiefs are obviously going to be in the playoffs next year. It makes it really tough. Absolutely, it makes it really tough. But last year, the toughest division in the league was the NFC West. Then we predicted yes. before that there's a chance that there may have been three or even four teams out of that division that made the playoffs because all of those teams were great. And as it turns out, right. three teams made it to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the Broncos, um, based off of this one move alone, are indeed a, a playoff team. Whether or not they're going to be a division-winning team, I'm right. not sure, but they certainly can be because for the past two years, everyone has said they're only a quarterback away. Their defense, even, their defense got better after they got rid of Von Miller. And that's yeah. not because yeah. Von Miller was bad. It's because the rest of the team was working in it. They, they were tough. functioning in a different system that they weren't taking advantage of Von Miller, but the system was still functional without them. I'm worried what happens now that you don't have Shelby Harris, but the rest of that line is really good. Um, the fact that they didn't have to give up Garrett Bowles or any of their top wide receivers. They give up no fan, but they also have Alex, uh, Alec Okwa Egbenogamy, which is a, a t former second round, uh, I think is a second round draft pick from either last year or the year before at the tight end spot that they're really high on. So the, the, the Broncos lost a lot of preparing for the future. Yes, they're win now. And I think they can be. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, I... I, I think they're going to be obviously much better than they were. And they weren't actually that bad last year. Um, no. I do think they are a quarterback away from being a very good team. It'll be interesting to see. I just, I, um, no, that's true. Well, well, I wouldn't say that because they got rid of Drew, Drew Locke. So, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I'm the sure. voice in the <laughs> locker room is gone. <laughs> um, but, so, okay, put you on the spot. What, what is, what do you think Seattle's record is going to be next year and Denver's? Um, if we draft a rookie quarterback and we sign a replacement for Dwayne Brown at left tackle in free agency, I think we can repeat last year's record at seven and 10. If we decide okay. to well, go with a foundational player in the first round and we end up taking, um, cross, uh, the offensive tackle instead, yeah. because that's going to be our big need. Or if we end up just letting our big free agent veterans go, mm. Two and 15, three and 14, somewhere around there is where we'll be. Okay. The Broncos, I think their ceiling is going to be nine and eight. And I think that their, sorry, sorry, their floor is going to be nine and eight. And their ceiling is going to be 13 and four. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm somewhere in the middle of that. Like, I, I think they could be 10 and seven yep. and maybe, maybe 11 and six. Um, and, and I think that will obviously be good enough. To, 11 and six will definitely get you in the playoffs, but nine and eight. May not like in a stacked AFC, so you know who who knows. One but, thing I do want to comment on that I think one team who may have gotten a lot more out of this that people aren't considering is Buffalo. Um, okay, I think that now that you've added Denver into the conversation as teams that are going to beat up on Kansas City consistently, I think that now that Kansas City's got a harder time to just flat out win the division that I Buffalo agree. now has an easier chance to the number one seed. Yeah, I, I agree. In some ways, it even though it, it makes the conference slightly harder, I think that division, it kind of opens it up for other seeding positions because yeah. it's such a tough division. So, well, we've never know, seen um, Patrick Mahomes on the road in the AFC playoffs. No, that's true. That's true. So it's it's definitely going to be a 
an interesting uh, season in the in the AFC West. So, well, you know, it's an end of it's an end of an era in Seattle, isn't it? Yep. So, um, end of an era. You know, why why not? Let's move on to to other news. Why don't you take it away? So we don't have to talk too much on these two. Um, <laughs> Well, we've already spent like 20 minutes adding to an already 50 minute episode and I don't want to have it drag on for too long. And I think No, I meant I, I was laughing. I was laughing. I was laughing because of Aaron yeah. Rodgers. You don't want to well, spend too much. Aaron Rodgers, like we touched on it a little bit before. He um he said he went ahead he was going to stay with the Packers. Um early news came out that he had signed a 4-year $200 million deal and he has himself since, "Hey, I've not signed anything." It, well, I, I can yeah. confirm the reports that I am returning to the Packers. But ink has not been put to paper, and I have not agreed to any terms. I mean, this this just sums up, and we I didn't talk about this anymore, but this just sums up Aaron Rodgers. I've agreed that I'm coming back to the Packers, but I haven't signed a contract yet. I mean, what? Like, well, he's still on is... the books for another year. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, he's still on enough. the books for another year, so he he's oh, going so he back. Technically, there, doesn't have. But he hasn't okay. signed his extension. Okay, fair enough. Fair and enough. they well, that may not happen until the beginning of the league hmm. year. And they may be waiting to do that until then because they may want to figure out what the cap space for this coming year is to figure out if they can spread any of it before because they did tag Devontae Adams. And they okay. may try to, and they are going to try <clears throat> to re, uh, re-sign Jair Alexander to a massive extension as well. Okay. So I think they're waiting to figure out what every, where all the other pieces fall before they sign <clears throat> him to figure out how much of t- this year's salary cap they can add on so that they can spread the following few years out. We're now going to rejoin our original conversation from Monday night. But first, I'd like to remind you to follow us on Twitter at Improper Football. That's Improper Football with football spelled F-U-T-B-A-L-L. Now back to better times. Uh, I want to talk about uh, a couple of stories at the very least uh, that made its way known. And the big one for today is, of course, Calvin Ridley being suspended for the entirety of the 2022 NFL season. Yeah. For me, this is so interesting. So, obviously, I don't think anyone condones betting on any level. I mean, but but I but I, feel, I mean, I mean, think but, but, Jerry might disagree with well, you on that. Well, you mean from true. his perspective, <laughs> being an NFL player? Yes. No, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. Because no, like that's just all gambling. I mean, okay. the fact that he's right, betting on himself or betting on Atlanta Falcons games. However, I feel that there's such a double standard. So Calvin Ridley has been suspended the whole year. Well, currently, as mm. things stand, he's been suspended the whole year, the whole season for gambling allegedly $1,500, really. And there are people in the NFL that have had issues with domestic violence and things like that, where they get suspended five, six, seven games. And how in any way, shape or form is that right? It's it's just mind-boggling to me, you know. So he didn't kill anyone. He didn't allegedly, he hasn't abused anyone to our knowledge. And yet he's been suspended for the whole year because, you know, the NFL says, oh, we want to protect the integrity of the game. Well, what about all these other players that have had issues with so many, so many things over the years? It just, it sums up what I what I actually loathe about the NFL. Like, I love the sport, but this just, it just, yeah, I, I can't stand it. So, before I go on my devil's advocate that I think I'm going to take the side of the NFL a little bit more on this particular argument. But before I get into that, I do want to say that uh, I agree. Like, 
I, I don't condone any type of uh, domestic violence of uh, any particular kind. You have people that have hurt a lot of people. My opinion on that is the NFL should be cracking down on that significantly harder rather than the other way around where they're much more lenient on something right. like this. Um, that being the case, uh, what I will say for this and the whole integrity of the game, uh, there have been five players in NFL history who have been suspended for gambling. Uh, not a lot of recency in this. Uh, Josh Shaw was suspended a few years ago. I believe he was also suspended for the entirety of the season. Yeah. But the big thing that having an NFL player involved with betting on his own sport can do is you start to question, is what you're watching real? Are players throwing the game for more than what the game is? Right. Does this end, end up being something more scripted because the players have an ulterior motive rather than making the game be what it is? Part of the reason why Americans and the global populace watches the NFL is because they're seeing these people literally beat the crap out of each other to see who's going to get the ball into the other side of the field. Yeah. So by having one player bet money that could potentially affect the outcome of a game, like maybe if a player's betting on themselves, I'm going to bet the under on myself to get 70 yards and I'll just drop every pass in the second half. And then suddenly I get something like that. You can't do that. Uh, additionally, and this is less of something I would support, but this is a point that the NFL would make, with NFL going into the whole legalized gambling thing, being a part of this and supporting it, you lose trust in your corporate partnerships with the betting books if your players are willingly throwing games and things like that. In this case, Calvin Ridley clearly was not throwing any games. He bet when he was injured on his teams to win, and in one instance, he bet that Matt Ryan would have more than one and a half interceptions. With, the, with that one instance, uh, right. with that one exception, every other time he bet was for the Falcons to win. He bet a total of $1,500 and lost what I think ended up being uh, his biggest contract year since I think this is his final year of his contract and it's the biggest one he could get. Yeah, and, and you know, I just think given what you said, it's not yeah, eleven point so one million dollars in salary that he's foregoing because he bet fifteen hundred dollars. Right, and to, and to me, that's just it's it's not fair. Like, there's no way you can equate what he did to some of the other <laughs> allegations that have been out there with certain sure. players. Um, you know, Antonio Brown springs to mind. 100%. I don't think he, I don't think he's ever been suspended a whole season for anything. And and and, Which you, is and you and you mind-bogglingly well, exactly. ridiculous. And so you think, well, how how is this fair? So. I, I, yeah, I mean, enough said. I it 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 really really annoys me. Um, you know, it's the same thing. You know, to baseball with Pete Rose. You know, uh, well, he uh, bet on games while he was playing. Well, them. that's true. That's and different, that's, and, it, and it is different. <laughs> but it's it's like you know, he's been shunned from the Hall of Fame as if what he yeah. did is is way worse than all the steroids and stuff. And, and you know, I don't know. I mean, this isn't a baseball podcast, but still, I'm just... It could be. You know what? I, it, <laughs> not, not for me. Can, uh, okay. You talk about baseball, I'll talk about cricket. We can do that. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I I actually... I do feel a bit sorry for Calvin Ridley. And, and I maybe, do too. Maybe, you know, things will come out of the water. Maybe he actually ended up betting way more money. And, you know, and it's not that either of us condone betting on games when you're a member of the team. It's not about that. But $1,500, really. Like, and I, I want, I, and I have to say, I think it's hilarious that he bet on his own quarterback 
to have one, <laughs> one, one and a half all like bet the over on it. I, I think that's brilliant. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, if this brilliant. goes to show anything, is after Calvin Ridley is done with this, you can say, hey, this man's got integrity in betting because he he won't just bet for his team. He's going to no. bet for what he thinks is yes, right. Exactly. So he exactly. may have carved out a niche for himself to have yes. a career after the NFL's over. Yes. In the long term, I do think that Calvin Ridley will make his money back that he's lost because he's due for an extension after and he's this. He's a good wide in. receiver, and he's a really good wide he's, receiver. He's I good certainly one. hope that he comes back because he took the time away to focus on mental health. Yeah. And even though the spotlight is on him for something that he did that he shouldn't have, my mind is my mind, my thoughts and prayers are still with him to the point where he can come back to the field and feel like he's okay. Right. Yeah. Because the, the sport is better with him in it. Yeah. No, it's totally great. So, moving away from that that happened. San Francisco may even keep Jimmy G. He may even be their starter for next year. Which, given everything that happened in the last, you know, the last couple of months of the season, you thought even in, even he said in his last press, press conference, conference. Um, and his last interview that, yeah, you know, it was sort of goodbye to the fans. So, <laughs> and now all of a sudden he may be the starter. What do, what do you think? This is posturing by the 49ers. So you reckon Trey Lance is going to be the guy? Oh, 100%. Okay. There's no way that Jimmy G is going to be on the roster next year. Okay. Um, the only thing that they can say is like, hey, he took us to the conference championship game. Well, yeah. Clearly, he's good enough. You know what? Maybe we keep him for the last year of his contract, and maybe we uh, just ride uh, Lance on the bench for a little bit longer. They're posturing. Okay. Uh, this happens all the time when you've got a sure thing. You're not, if yeah, everybody yeah. knows you're trying to trade this guy, his value's down. Right. But if you're showing that you're willing to hold on to him, his value goes up. Yeah. Because people and uh, general managers get this concept of, well, I have to find a way to pry this asset away from them. Yeah. Um, it's it's just posturing. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm going to correct myself because I mentioned uh, David and Joko and Orlando Brown as the two people who've been franchise tagged. Yes. Uh, Jesse Bates also did too. Uh, oh, the okay. uh, starting safety, amazing safety for the to the Bengals. Uh, he was hoping yes, not to be tagged. Right. Yes. Uh, and he stated as much a couple of weeks ago that his goal with him as his agent is to not be franchise tagged. And my hope for him is that this is a placeholder for them making an extension. Well, I, I feel with David and Joku, I, I, he's a, he's a good tight end, so I, I I can see why the Browns did that. Um, yeah, can I get um, one more raccoon red on cask? Um, but can I just get the regular pint? Yeah, and I'll just take a water. Thank you. Um, so Orlando Brown or David no, Joku. David Joku. Um, David Joku's a good tight end. I think he's, you know, he has had some good seasons. So I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised the Browns franchise tagged him because you might not be sure if he's the person moving forward. Um, I think you you can speak to Orlando Brown and Jesse Bates better than I can. So, um, so let's talk about David and Joku for a second. Sure. <laughs> the thing that surprises me about David and Joku is just being franchise tagged at all. They've got Austin Hooper on that lineup and they've given him a lot of money. So are you paying two tight ends top money? What are you, the New England Patriots? Two. Sure. So they've currently given David Njoku 10.93 million and they've already given Austin Hooper, looks like uh, against the cap, around 11 or 12 if you include the option bonus. 13.25 million is what he's hitting against the cap this year. So they've invested one-eighth of their salary cap into next year into their tight ends. Okay. So what I think this is, they already stated, or this has already been speculated in the articles involving David Njoku, 
is that this is going to end up being a placeholder for them to work out an extension that will replace this franchise tag. Okay. <clears throat> what I think is going to end up happening is they are going to sign him to a similar deal as Austin Hooper, but it's going to be backloaded. Right. So that his cap for the next couple of years, while Austin Hooper is still on the, the, the roster, will not be nearly as high. And yeah. then when Austin Hooper doesn't get resigned, or if they end up trading him after this year because he's got a dead cap of this year, next year it's going to be much easier for them to move off of Austin Hooper if they want. But I would definitely keep Njoku over Hooper. And yeah. it's good to have this much talent on the team. Yeah. Especially no, if you may be moving uh, Jarvis Landry. I agree. But another piece of news obviously we need to talk about our, our favourite quarterback in the league Aaron Rodgers oh where God. they gave they, they apparently have an offer on the table mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts I mean again I, I touched on this I feel that he's going to stay with the Packers and even though the Broncos seem to be interested like you said it could be posturing uh, by the Packers but this whole back and forth I mean I'm sort of a bit sick of it because I just think Aaron Rodgers is going to stay with the Packers but what, what do you think about what the news that came out today that there is an offer on the table? Charles Barkley made a comment recently that is sexist in the way that he said it, but I think actually really sums this up really well. He said that Aaron Rodgers is the pretty, the pretty girl that knows that she's pretty, but has to be told that she's pretty every single day. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna comment on <laughs> on, on Sir Charles. On, on, uh, well, no, on, not on Sir Charles, but just I don't want to. Uh, seeing as this is going out, this is a lot. I don't want to. But I, I, can see where he's coming from. Before but, the yeah. podcast, I told this to Biz. He said yes, go with that. I think that's perfect. This is exactly. This is what I would have said myself. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> he raised his pint in front of everybody here at Rock Bottom. Yes, screamed this at the top I of did. his lungs. I did. Shout out to um, Raccoon Red. I think the pa the Packers are just trying to take this as emotionless and procedurally as possible. Uh, they're doing the right thing, saying, "Hey, we want him back. Hey, we went and did this. Hey, we're going to make him the best sign of all time." Of course, you do that now that he's made yeah. two MVPs after you drafted his goddamn replacement. <laughs> Um, look, um, I have a similar mindset with the Packers that you do with Pete Carroll, um, but for a Aaron, slightly different. Aaron Rodgers or Matt Lafleur? Uh, with Aaron Rodgers, I, I think Matt Lafleur is great. I, but here's I, I, the... can, I can see that. But go ahead, I can see. So that. yeah, Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. Uh, consistently proves that he can perform time and time and time again. Uh, when push comes to shove and he has any, he meets the team in the playoffs that he needs to overcome, he's not been meeting that. Uh, Pete Carroll has been doing the same thing, although there's there's been a lot of circumstances outside of that. Past two years, I don't see a real big excuse why Aaron Rodgers hasn't been able to beat the teams that he's gone up against in the playoffs past three years. Oh, lost to the uh, 49ers. Lost the 49ers. Uh, yeah, lost yes. the 49ers twice and he lost and to the, uh, the Bucks. At home. At again, home. The Bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, Number one seat. Multiple three. times. Yeah. Uh, look, I get it. I get what he's trying to do, but at the same time, the more and more you drag this out, the more you whine, the more you complain, the more you say, I'm angry. First off, clearly you're angry. Um, there's not much that the Packers are going to be able to do to recoup the lost pick that they had on Jordan Love. If they trade him away, they're probably going to get a, a third or second at best because the one game he played, he looked like crap. 
Um, yeah, maybe how, he could. How, how, how can that be a sample size? You give a rookie one game. What would you trade for him? Who? Who? Jordan what, Love. Let's say, for example, you are you're the Washington Football Team. Okay. You're Washington Commandos, and you're looking <laughs> at the Green Bay Packers and that, hey, we can get Jordan Love. What would you trade for Jordan Love based I, off of what you've seen, and based off of the fact that he's in the league for two years? I I, I actually don't know. I couldn't answer that. I mean, honestly, I I I don't know. Like. And this is what I'm always interested about trade value. Like, I will say... Jimmy G was traded for a second-round pick. Right, and this is me personally. I would say maybe a second-round pick. Um, you know, because I, I think the, the, the jury is still out. I don't, and, and you say... Of course ba- it is. You say based on what we've seen from him. We haven't seen anything from him. Just because you see someone in one game, mm-hmm. what do you expect them to do? Do throw six touchdowns and six hundred yards? No. I'm like, not I am not denying that. When the 49ers traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, what they saw was him play for two games. games. Was it? He played okay, for two, two games, games, got okay. injured, and the Jacoby Percent came in. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, he played for two and a half games before he got injured. Yeah. Uh, he played well. Yeah. Yeah. Um did. and then he got injured. And then that was worth a second round pick. Um, they didn't see much of him, and that's understandable. You have to go based off of what we've seen. What we saw with Jordan Love is apparently he's a good locker room teammate. Uh, he's slow to pick up the playbook. Uh, he didn't adjust well in his first game ever. Granted, it was against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they had a very, very good defense down the stretch last year. But what are you willing to gamble to get him on your team? Right, but all I'm going to say, okay, that's fair enough. I'm not trying to say, is is he worth it or not? I can't say that. But what are you, as somebody on another team, willing to give up for the chance that he's still good? But also, why why are we talking about Jordan Love as opposed to Aaron Rodgers? Like, you said they can't keep both. They can't keep both. They can't. Because so they, then why did they try? So that's the problem. They've wasted their first round pick. And my point was you can't recoup the value of that first round pick. But why did they do that if they knew they were going to keep Aaron Rodgers all along? They didn't. They didn't know they were going to keep him all along. Aaron Rodgers came back and won back-to-back MVPs after they drafted his replacement. Are they going to so let him on? So you're telling me that they actually thought Aaron Rodgers would be pretty rubbish. I thought year. he. I, I, I believe, based off of what we've seen the past couple of years, they thought he was going to. He was going to go off the cliff. The cliff. <laughs> and now they're trying to uh, save face. They're trying to uh, uh, deal with the damage, the fallout damage, and they have to realize if, if they have made a quote significant long-term contract offer to Aaron Rodgers that would, quote, alter the quarterback market and keep him with contractual clarity well into his 40s. These are all quotes from the Jeremy Fowler article on ESPN. If they're saying all of that, Jordan Love cannot be on your team because he's going to be a backup for seven years. Right. And you invested a first-round pick into that. Yeah. It's it's, it's a blunder of a mistake. Right. And And that happens sometimes. It does. I, I mean, the one thing I would say, I do agree with you that on, on the kind of Pete Carroll, Aaron Rodgers side, that, that there is there is something out there that I I wonder if Green Bay think, well, yeah, like Aaron Rodgers hasn't got it done for, for someone that good. He should have won multiple Super Bowls. He should have he been. Hasn't. Part of that was McCarthy. Right. But then he has Matt LaFleur for the last three years, like you said. I mean, you can't score 14 points at home in really bad weather, which is your forte against a 49ers team led by Jimmy G. I mean, that's just, that. that's not good enough. And it was, I mean, that was a sort of almost legacy-defining loss or, or match for... I would say Aaron the last Rodgers. three seasons, the way they've ended, have been legacy-defining losses. True. This um, era of, you've yeah. been great, but you're not good enough. Right. But but I think that's the interesting thing with the NFL, because of the playoff system and it, 
it's not a league system. No. And and so because you have to of be that, great at the right time. Right. Um, you have to be. You know, and, and I can see again, they're like, well, okay, we get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Who are we going to get that's even remotely in his class? We got Jordan Love. Like, you get Tom Brady for a year. No, if they let him walk, <laughs> they have to go with Jordan Love. That's true. They have to at least give him a year. Yeah. And honestly, I think that Jordan Love, he's been doing everything right. He's been ready when he needs to be for the one game that he needed to be. He, uh, he's been in the locker room. He's been learning from Aaron Rodgers, who apparently the two of them have a very well, good relationship. I mean, Aaron is not blaming okay. him because no. he was in that same spot. No. Yeah, with and with Brett I think you have to give him a chance. Yeah. Because you have invested in him. Yeah. And if you let Aaron Rodgers walk for him, you have to. Yeah. But do you? I, I mean, moving on from that, Tom Brady. Do you think he's definitely done? Oh yeah, I do. You, do. you don't think he's going to come back? I don't. Um, the Bucks made it uh, very, very clear that if Tom if Brady came out of retirement, he, he is going to play for them. They are not just going to let him like. Usurp his contract and okay. like go wherever he wants. Okay. Um, and I don't think like, if he wants to come back and he wants to play for the Bucks, that's fine. I think he's done. Yeah, I think he's done. No, I agree. No, I agree. Will he get? Um, will he get a cheap feet and say, "Oh man, I could do this"? Sure. I, I I think he's going to enjoy seeing the culmination of what he's done and realize it's going to be like 15 years until Pat Mahomes catches me for any of my records. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to look at that as like, I can just chill and be the greatest of all time for at least a decade. Yeah. And he's earned that. Yeah. And he has other ventures. He's other things that he's passionate about. And if you think for one second that Giselle is going to let him go back, I don't think you understand how... <laughs> Not even in sunny California where they live and he can just, you know, go to work and then come back home if they're in... The you know, fact the that Giselle area. has let him play with his friends every Sunday for the past 20 some odd years is yeah. adorable. <laughs> but now it's time to actually do some real work. <laughs> do some real work, yeah. yeah. Be the husband and be the dad that he promised he would be. Yep. So, we have a couple of free agents uh, yep. that I do want to bring up. Uh, some free agent concepts that I... Yeah. There are some really, really big wide receivers out there. Yeah, well, Chris Goldman and Devonta Adams, obviously, the big two. Mike Williams also played himself into a, a, a contract, Mike finally Williams going up there. I mean, I think Tampa Bay... You see, I wonder if... Oh, now, OBJ, too. Well, yeah, I mean, I wonder if... Well, I, I have a feeling... Okay, so with Chris Godwin, I actually think it depends on... You know who they get as quarterback, really, because I think I think Chris Godwin obviously would have stayed. Well, they can't make that decision before they have to tag him or not. That's if true. they don't, ta so they already tagged him once. If they tag him a second time, it's going to be much bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I they mean, may decide that maybe he's worth it. Yeah. But they have to make that decision before tomorrow. Yeah. And then potentially just re-sign him before next Monday. Yeah. Which is when tampering period yeah. begins. I mean, Devontae Adams again. He seems to be an Aaron Rodgers guy. So again, I think that's that's tied. If Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, Devontae Adams is going to stay in Green Bay. That's going to be really tough because... To keep both of them? Well, I think it is going to be tough to keep both of them because apparently one of the big things that Aaron Rodgers is looking forward to see, okay, are you bringing back Devontae Adams? And what Devontae Adams wants is, okay, are you bringing back Aaron Rodgers? Right. Because Devontae Adams has made it very clear. If he's on the Packers, Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback. Right. That's it. Yeah. And if he gets the free agency, then Aaron Rodgers is likely not going to be their quarterback either. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's really tough. Mike Williams, again, I think, 
He's he's been a very good receiver. He's been a good receiver this past year. He was a very good receiver. Yes. Um, and I, Justin I mean, Herbert certainly did well, a lot for him. Exactly. Yeah, and I think because they've got Justin Herbert, so I think OBJ is going to re-sign with the Rams because I think he's got to the stage now where he's almost a great number two, <laughs> and I think you saw that with the Rams. I think that gone are the days where he's a legit number one I think I think he can be a number one in a bad team where they don't have a quarterback but then he's not going to want to be there so I reckon he's finally going to be like look I'm on a great team with so many pieces great defence Cooper Cup I can still get mine you know with Matthew Stafford pinging it all around that's the big part of this yeah he needs to get his he yeah. needs to be able to show that he's one of the best in the league yeah he did that even with Cooper Cup showing that he's the best in the yeah. league and yeah. I think OBJ is past the time where he needs to prove he's the number one. Yes. But yeah. he can prove that he is better than most things that you can put against him. Yeah. And no, if he's got Cooper Cup on the other side taking away the CB1 and OBJ is yeah. like, this is great. Yeah. Like, I, I would think that OBJ would be, would be crazy for leaving the Rams if yeah. they can give him a decent contract. It's a gr- it's just, it seems a great fit for him and a great setup for him. Because they just have all the bit. I mean, obviously, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But most of them are going to come back. It reminds me slightly of when when Peyton Manning was at Denver and they had, uh, was it? Ju- Demarius uh, Thomas, Demarius and, Thomas uh, and Emmanuel Sanders. And Julius Thomas. And Julius Thomas. Uh, and yeah, I, I, you know. And he Rest was in peace, Demarius Thomas. Indeed, yeah. Um, and he was just, you know, and obviously Peyton Manning the year, obviously they went to the Super Bowl and lost to two. So I, I, can't I, I forget who they lost to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but that 48, year, uh, uh, sorry, 43 to 8. <laughs> 43 to 8. Um, but, yeah, it reminds me of that year where Peyton Manning was so great. It's almost like there wasn't really, I couldn't tell who the number one was. Oh, they also had was. Wes Welker. That's true. And I couldn't tell who the number one was really between Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sonner because they both, I actually, and I remember, again, this is a fantasy podcast. That year, I had, I literally picked all Denver players. I had Peyton Manning. Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and I think I had Julius Thomas too and they were unbelievable obviously the bye week I think that bye week I still won but the, <laughs> the bye week I got I got ravaged but I mean that, that was just so I think going back to OBJ I mean I if they give him a decent contract or, or a decent offer that he can think yeah this is good he should stay before we skirt away from that subtle attempt at a flex that you gave right there let me go ahead and translate to our listening audience biz's <laughs> prime trademark advice for you when you're drafting players for your fantasy team go just, with your gut. just pick the be- best players just pick the best ones go with your gut, if they're going to score more points than the other analytics. team just get, get them all are they on the chiefs just pick every single one yes. if they're on no, the broncos pick them. every single yeah, one it worked for me Who's on the player? Is it Peyton Manning? I'm going to take him. So this is what Biz's trademark advice is. Just pick the best players. And if you're not picking them, then you did it wrong. So my response to that was, what? Um, can you remind the people out there what, what, what I won this year? Uh, the, octuple, the octuple. <laughs> thank you. Thank it it, it yeah, gets I, higher every week. Was there anything that I didn't win that was available to me this year? This uh, Mr. Year? Irrelevant. Okay. <laughs> Although the draft is coming up, you still could the be draft, picked last. That, that's true. Yeah, you could be Mr. That's Irrelevant. True. That's true. Um, I think that actually for Mike Williams before we leave the wide receivers I think the best thing for him and because of course I'm, since I'm saying this it's not going to happen um, oh, he's I, proved, I guess, I'm guessing where you're going to go I don't think you do Okay. Uh, 
Justin Herbert came in and proved that you have something to show the rest of the world. You are yes. finally in a system where everything fits. Keenan Allen and you can coexist together at the same time. And as long as you've got this quarterback that trusts in you, why why mess with a good thing? Yeah. He's still on a rookie contract, uh, Justin Herbert, for the next three years. They're going to give him a fifth-year option. They may franchise tag him after that. So for the next three, four years, you've got Justin Herbert on your team. Why wouldn't you sign a three-, four-year contract worth $50 million? Yeah. No. I, I would take that. Yeah. And I'll, I think you'll see more success doing that. Okay. Yeah. Where did you think I was going to go? I thought you were going to say Seattle. They can't pay another receiver. They have to pay DK Metcalf. Well, this is what and I they've still got don't Tyler Lockett. I mean, this is where I'm showing my ignorance. I still don't understand this whole salary cap and someone counting 20 million against the cap. I, I don't. But so, we can leave that. No, problem. no, no. We'd actually today's a perfect opportunity to do that with free agency looming and with the new salary cap being set today. Okay. 208 million is the maximum total salary that any team this coming season can spend on its entire roster. This includes any dead cap from previous contracts that carry over to this season. Uh, and this counts every single salary that adds to the books right now. Now, this is higher than last year's because last year was a cap-stricken league because of the way that the salary cap worked with COVID. Um, they right. had less revenue, right. so they couldn't have as high salary cap. They had a lot more revenue last season, so they can. The following numbers are reflected pre trade so currently right now the seahawks have an estimated salary cap of about 35.4 million dollars this includes their active contracts this includes their uh dead cap uh and this includes their rollover from the previous year as well now of those of that remaining 35.4 odd million Roughly eight to nine million is going to be spent on your draft. Although in the Seahawks case, it's going to be much less because they don't have a first round pick. Okay. So it's going to be closer to maybe about four or five million of that is going to be reserved for your rookies. Okay. You usually want to have about eight to nine million dollars or so left over by the time this entire offseason is done in case you need to make a mid year signing of somebody that gets cut or if somebody okay. when an injury it's happens. Okay. So with all that in mind, the Seahawks have about 20 million to play around with for things that impact the cap this year. Okay. Now you can, let's say for example, they go up to Chandler Jones and they say, okay, you are 31. Uh, you probably are gonna play for another five years or so since you're a top of the line edge rusher, even at this age. But because you are older, we can't guarantee that that's production's gonna stay this way. So they will probably offer him a three year contract if they go after him three to four year contract that's going to be worth somewhere between I would guess 18 to 21 million dollars per year if I'm way off everybody at home I apologize this is just me trying to spewing off the top of my head uh, but that doesn't mean that this first year they're going to give him 18 to 21 million they could backload the contract so that that last year he's worth 30 right. and this year maybe he's only making eight Okay. So, so now that like, 20 yeah. million, even though you've signed a big free agent, you've only used eight of that 20 million available to sign Chandler Jones. Right. Now let's see, for example, you sign a two-year deal for, last year a big one they signed was Kerry Hyder. 
right. who is a uh, an edge rusher. I think they sent him to a two-year, $10 million contract. Right. Now, that's not necessarily $5 million per year. It might be $2 million one year, $8 million the next. Yeah. More likely, it's probably closer to three and a half. It's probably closer to we give you a $5 million signing bonus. The first year, it's going to be... Uh, Two million counted against the cap. The next year, it's going to be eight million counted against the cap. But three million from that signing bonus you had will go to the following year. Yeah. So if they cut Kerry Hyder this year, they would still be responsible for three million of his contract. Right. Okay. So well, there you go. Less than over. Less than over. I'm, I'm now an expert on salary cap issues. Maybe yeah. I could apply for a job with the Washington Commandos. Uh, they the certainly need it. <laughs> yeah. First thing uh, for the salary cap, you can cut one letter out of printing by changing the ERS to just an OS. Oh, Save a lot uh, of money on ink. Oh, okay. Yes, indeed. Um, I guess the last one we talked, uh, Jadavian Clowney. There are rumors that he might resign with uh, the Titans or the Seahawks, even though he was with the Browns this past season. Yeah, it's interesting with him. Like, I, I feel he's always been, you know, when he came out in the draft, he was lauded as the next great defensive player. And he's always been, like, really That's good. That's step below. Yes. He's been, like, he's certainly not average. He's definitely a, a cut above. But, you, you like, talking about Charlie Jones, he's not on that same level. He's not. Or, you know, some of the other top defensive players, you always seem, and he's he's been a bit of a kind of, you know, vagabond. He's bounced around the yep. league where you, when he came out, you thought, okay, he's going to be a difference maker for this team for the next six, seven years. Yeah. Well, because the Texans drafted him, didn't they? With And, and, he was and they had J.J. Watt. And you were thinking... Wow, this is going to be the defense for like the next few years. And, and to be fair, it was. Well, they it was made good. so many. How many playoffs of uh, division titles did they win? How many times did they make That's the playoffs true. in a with, row? With uh, Brian, Brian Hoyer, Brian, and, uh, no, and but, Savage. Uh, who was the name of their coach? Who's it? Penn oh, State Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, like, you can't. Jadavian Clowney was clearly good. But he has succeeded the most when there's been somebody else that's better with, than him on that line. Uh, yeah. This past year, he had a rebound season. He was very good, but he's playing with Miles Garrett. Well, and yeah. I think what he yeah. wants still is to prove that he can be that number one guy. Well, but he's been in the league for what six, seven years now. He was drafted in 2014. This will be his eighth season, ninth okay, season. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So he's been around for a while. Remember, he's been on four teams now. So it, it's hard to say where he's gonna like where his spot is. Honestly, as much as I think he's better at his, his position than Mike Williams is at his position, but it's kind of similar. Where yeah. if you can succeed in a system where you see that you are better because of somebody else on this team and they have lifted you up and this player allows you to perform at your best, isn't that the best place for you to be? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, it will be interesting to see where, where he resigns because he's too good for. I'm sure a contender will be like. I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up on like the Cardinals to yeah. replace the Chandler Jones spot. I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up going maybe to maybe the Rams will pick him up to replace Von, Von Miller. Well, but could they keep all three? Like, oh, they would. They would let Von Miller go. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't think he can end up on the 49ers because they have Nick Bosa and they have Eric Armstead. Well, if he did, that would be. I mean, they already have a very good defense. They so would. They'd be. They'd be. And stellar. if they can find, if they can that move off of Jimmy G and unload that contract, then yeah. they would have room for Joe Davian Clowney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and arguably, in a division where you're going up against Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson, the best way to win is to pressure the quarterback. Yes. No. I. Not I, that that's yeah. not always the best way, but when the strength of every team in your division is their quarterback, you combat that with a great pass rush. 
That's yeah. the way you win. No, that's true. It's that's how true. the Giants beat Tom Brady twice. Yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah. Yeah. So, my beer is empty. It is indeed. Yours is not because Mine you're on beer not, number two. Because I'm, I'm on beer number two, Raccoon Red on cask. I've um, been away for a week. Yeah, and you need to have your raccoon red. Do. Anybody you want to shout out? Yeah, I have. I have a couple of mentions. Look, I obviously this is the first podcast we've done since uh, the war in Ukraine started, yep. and so I personally just wanted to, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with everyone in the Ukraine. It's um, uh, obviously a, a horrible situation, and I I just hope it ends very soon and that everyone's safe. Um, and uh, you know, casualties are kept to a minimum. Um, moving on from that. Well, before we move on from that, I do want to also give my thoughts and prayers out to the anybody who's affected negatively by the whole situation going on with uh, the invasion of Ukraine yeah. uh, by the Russian uh, government. Uh, there, there was a really, really interesting thing that I saw on Facebook where uh, there are apparently people who are reserving Airbnbs in U- Ukraine and intentionally saying in their notes, we are not coming, provide your home to somebody who needs it and we will pay. Uh, that's what, yeah. That's, that's so wonderful. if you have the means to be able to do something like that or to be able to provide any aid, any support will be helpful. That, that's a great thing to, to do. And, and yeah, so I think we're, you know, yeah, I just hope for a quick resolution. Um, moving on from that, I want to shout out, so I, this was actually pretty big news, even in America. So I wonder if my Steam Co has heard about this, but one of the greatest cricketers of all time, Shane Warne, uh, Australian legendary spin bowler, died of a heart attack Thursday or Friday of last week. And so I just want to, you know, raise a glass to him. He, he revolutionised cricket um, for a lot of reasons and was an entertainer, very flamboyant, there's a case you can make that he was the greatest or certainly in the top five cricketers of all time uh, and then after he retired in 2007 he went into the commentary box so you know he tormented the English on so many occasions <laughs> in the Ashes series but he was kind of we loved him because he was such a great bloke um, the English loved him partly because he, he was so good at what he did and um, and it was pretty devastating to hear he was only 52 and there'll never be another one like him. So, Shane Warne, here's to you. I'm not familiar with him, but I'm always, I'm always saddened when I see individuals die way too long and be taken away from this world before their time is done. Uh, looking at the overwhelming output of affection and of condolences and of sorrow and mourning, uh, clearly this individual had a this legend had a great impact on the world and uh, my heart yeah. goes out to everybody who is mourning for this. Yeah. Um, on a much more lighthearted note. Please. Um, once again, I'm going to shout out uh, Justin's podcast, You Drafted What? Uh, the first three episodes are currently live on all streaming uh, podcast services, including and, and, Apple Podcasts. And I'm actually on one of the episodes. On the debut would. episode. On the debut episode. And believe it or not, it's actually picking up some traction. There uh, we so go. So we're really, really excited where this is going. It's obviously because uh, I was on the first episode, but yeah. It's yeah. clearly that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the We just recorded our fourth episode a few days ago. Nice. And uh, that one was actually super fun. Uh, we were drafting which sitcom characters would you want on your zombie survival team? <laughs> and I know all of you are thinking out there, well, it's got to be Ron Swanson pick one. <laughs> it wasn't. 
And if you want to figure out who is, or what in their right mind was going to take my, that, you're going to have to listen. Here's my issue. Why Why does zombie survival have to be... And Couldn't it just be the greatest sitcom people? Because that is a but caveat. The, because Sure, but that can also be subjective. But like, if you're looking at people's skills that they've got, it's like, who do I need to survive a zombie apocalypse? Fair enough. So that's what we're going for. And if you're into deceit, you have to listen. Who wins? Who drafts what? And who is inexplicably drafted before Ron Swanson? Just gonna have to listen. You drafted what? And with that, I think my that's beer an episode. Empty. Yeah. Well, you've got one good chunk left in you. I but do. regardless, everybody have cheers. a fantastic day. Have a safe weekend, and we'll see you next time.